podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview of Villa's home clash against Norwich at the weekend. Dean Smith's return to Villa Park. This show is sponsored by Luke Roper. If you use the code TVV20, you'll get 20% off absolutely everything on the Luke Roper store, including sale items that are already discounted, which means you get an even bigger discount, which means you're even happier. I'm joined by Neil to look forward to the game. And Neil, you're flying over, aren't you? You're coming to this game. I cannot wait. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I, I can't. It's. I was trying to think back earlier to when the last time I was at a Premier League game in Villa Park. Long time ago, and it was 2015 because I did take a hiatus after uh, we bought a house and I just didn't have the cash to move over. But we, our last game I went to was was uh, Aston Villa. No, it couldn't have been. I mean, it must have been really... Aston Villa now. It was Aston yeah, Villa. Down. I can't remember. I, I actually can't remember what the last game was. I thought it was Villa. I thought it was Villa Sunderland game, but um, I can't remember what it was. Was it the season we went down? Because if so, that was barely a Premier no, League wasn't. game at that point. No, because no, no, because we won. We won, and we we won quite healthily, actually. I think. Uh, but anyway, I I I'd have to. Ha- You'd have to take my word for it. I can't even remember the last game I was at, but I think it was 2015. Um, was the last game I was at when we were in the Premier League. <laughs> that story had great potential, but then you started and oh, absolutely nothing absolutely. happened in the story. A bit like some of Villa's games at the were, moment. And there was me telling you, yeah, I've done a bit of prep for yeah, this podcast yeah. just, just five minutes ago. I just said that. Yeah, the, the only prep that I've done is having my hair cut. We've got Skin Fade FC today doing this preview. Nails had his hair cut as well, just by chance. <laughs> Let's get on with it then. Probably the worst opening to a Villa View show that there's ever been. And let me tell you, there's been a few. Dean Smith's return, then let's start with him coming back. Let's talk about this this banner to start off with, Neil. I don't know whether you've seen some of the Fiore on Twitter. Is that even a word? Some of the Fiore on Twitter around the Dean Smith banner. Why would anyone care or be against them just saying thank you for Dean Smith? He hasn't been back to Villa Park since he was manager. Didn't get a chance to say goodbye or say thank you. It's a banner. Some people need to get a life. Just before we do that, it was Villa Everton on the second of May because I remember Tom Tom cleverly scored and it was three two. Good game, Villa against good Everton. game, lovely yeah. assist from Bakuna. Good game. Yeah, Benteke had two, and then for those who are keeping score, uh, Lukaku scored and Phil Jagielka scored for Everton. But um, that was last. Shaggy, Shaggy been yes. mistake, if I recall. <laughs> I don't I think there was. Yeah, I think there was a pretty big error in there. But yeah, let's let's go back to the the matter in hand. This go is back an absolute to the shambles. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I. I don't like. Like for me, that's not something I think anyone should be really annoyed about. Like he's one of our own. He brought us back up from uh, the only relegation we've had in our lim- in living memory. Really. Well, sorry, I'm not going to say living memory in in my memory. Modern. So memory. I'm going to think finally upon of yeah. I'm going to think finally upon Dean Smith. Um, and plus, you know, we got to remember that yes, he's not with the club anymore, but. Um, we could have turned into a forest. We could have turned into, you know, much worse. We could have turned into an, but maybe not an oldum who've now just gone out of the league after the now. league. That's a, that's a bit of a, that's that that's a bit of a stretch. But you know, we do like it's nice to be nice, I suppose, really. And he is one of our own, and and he was our manager, and we never got a chance to say goodbye to him, or some fans didn't because it happened, it happened pretty abruptly. And I don't, I don't really see any any problem with it. Lots of other clubs do it, and uh, but then again, if somebody's annoyed about it, let them be annoyed about it. For me, it's. Look, it is what it is. I contributed to the banner. 
that's where, where my, well, my side of the fence is. I'm happy to see The it. banner was already made, wasn't it? It was made when he was still manager and it never got a chance to wear out. It's not like this banner's even yeah. been done specially for him coming back. It's already there. People are paid for it. Yeah. Let them say thanks if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, for, for me, it's look, I think it's I think it's absolutely fine. I don't have any problem. I, I would actually like to see more banners. Maybe maybe not for everybody who comes back to the club, but uh, uh, I would like to see more banners for uh, to, to kind of... Um, I suppose they're they're good for the atmosphere within the within the stadium. They're good for the start of games. You know, you see an awful lot in continental football. So I'm very pro banner. And as, as I say, yes, this was made prior to it wasn't made especially for this game. So it was out there. And you know, we might as well get used to it while it is there because uh, a lot of fans do want to say thank you to him. And you know, if if you're angry about it, that's fine. Not you know, that's fine. Be angry about it. But but for me, I think it's a nothing story to be honest with you. And I'm delighted to see it. I mean, he'll get a great reception, Dean Smith. I would expect, but obviously. We all want to beat Norwich at the weekend. Be pretty upset if we don't, if I'm being perfectly honest. But I think we can send them down, can't we? If we if if we win, there's a chance they can be mathematically relegated at the weekend. I mean, they're pretty much down already. I think everyone's resigned to. I think Dean Smith himself will know where Norwich are going to be next season. But it's important for us to get some kind of win because I don't know what talking about it, but mathematically we're not safe. I don't think we're going to go down. But we need to start winning some games. The home record hasn't been brilliant recently, so we need to get three points on the board at Villa Park. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and and like uh, I'm going to pose a question to you in a moment. But Norwich will be. Re- I think Norwich will be relegated if we win and if Burnley beat Watford. Um, I think uh, Norwich then become are, are relegated. Um, if that is that is the, the permutations. Yes, uh, like the, the the question I pose is this: you know, while we are not performing really well at the moment, that's that's okay. But yes, in our last five games, we've only got one point, having played Spurs, Wolves, Arsenal, and West Ham. All teams above us, all teams that are chasing Europe, um, well, maybe not Wolves, but uh, all teams that were banging form, maybe apart from Wolves, uh, when we played them. And and we've had that that break in between. We then come to Leicester and we, we kind of stopped the bleeding. Uh, I had somebody pose, pose the question to me that Norwich should be favourites for the game at the weekend because they've got taken four points from their last five games. Now this, and this is, this is what I mean. Like There's a bit of an overreaction on it, I think. That Norwich should be favourites because they've taken four points from their last five games. And those four points were uh, a 2-0 win of Burnley, who also the same person that posed the question to me said that we would lose both games to Burnley um, as well. So but This so, guy is full of the joys of spring, who is it? Yeah, Sounds like a great person to have a chat was, with leading but... in the week, leading up to the game, really motivates <laughs> you going into the weekend. But but I suppose, look, I suppose what, what I'm trying to say here is that like Norwich are 20 in the, in the league after 33 games with only 21 points scored and 47 goals against for a reason. You know, you can take their last five games all you want, absolutely. But uh, and you can take our last five games, but the, but the sample set, even since even since Stephen Gerrard has come into the into the club, is that we would be in 11th place. Um, since Stephen Gerrard came into the club based on if the league had just started on that date. So we're sitting on 32 games played, minus four goal difference and 37 points. Um, I think we have to be favourites for this. I think you have to expect to go out and get a good result against Norwich. I think you'll be expecting multiple goals. Uh, I'm going, I'm expecting multiple goals at the weekend. Um, I'm expecting a good entertaining game. I'm expecting Norwich to, I'm expecting us to be able to play a small bit against Norwich. But I'm not taking Norwich for granted that maybe they can't put up a, a test. And I think that's fair to say that you can go into this game to expect to win and maybe to expect to score two, three goals in this game. But, you know, it's not beyond the red's possibility for Norwich to beat us. But I'm not on the side of, oh, well, Norwich have a, a, a like Norwich should be favourites because they've got four points from the last five games. To me, that's going too far the opposite way of, um, you know, of, of, of I suppose, uh, 
what did you why, why did you put it there despair I suppose well, uh, based on our own current form because when you look at who we've played we've played some pretty decent teams who are up at the top of the league and uh, yes we would like to think that we're punching with teams like that and we did drop a few clangers against West Ham uh, we didn't show up against Arsenal Wolves was just a debacle and Spurs was a debacle as well but we're back on the horse hopefully against Leicester with a nil all draw away from home and we can we, we have to think that we can build on that against the, la- the you know the, the worst team in the league uh, so far this season, I'd argue Norwich have probably not been favourites for any game that they've played so far this season. I would say so they, they I think that's an absolutely ludicrous statement from whoever, whoever that was. The last time we had a game like this, though, was obviously Watford at home, where we managed to turn up and get turned over mm-hmm. 1-0 by them. And in the end, it actually could have been more. So there is dangers of, danger of overconfidence. I wouldn't say I ever go into a game fully confident, but I am going into this one expecting us to win but there is always the danger that it can turn out to be like a Watford game if you don't get that early goal if the crowd doesn't get up the crowd will start to get antsy if we don't score in the first 15-20 minutes if Norwich have any form of, of attack so it's important to get off to a good start isn't it and, and part of that I suppose is picking the team as always we're trying to work out what we, what we think might happen Emi Buendia against his old team was good off the bench last week against Leicester. We looked better when him and Tim Arogunen were back, were on the pitch, I thought. So I'd expect Buendia to come in against his old turn. Yeah, I think I, th- I think it's a very, very good um, argument to be made to play Coutinho and Buendia uh, behind Watkins. Um, does he go back to the two nines? Uh, again, you know, is this an opportunity to play Watkins and Ings and see what you have there? I think for me, I'd prefer to see Buendia in the team um, and to see what, what we can do with Buendia and Coutinho there because for me, I'm, we've only got two strikers in the club at the moment, Watkins and Ings, and, you, and, and, and starting both of them and having to change formation in the middle of the game is fine. They should be able to do it, they're professional footballers. But you know, but from bench strength uh, next season, I think that one of those guys will be on the bench regardless because I think we'll bring in another striker. Um, so for me, I'd like to see, I'd like to put to bed the, the question about can Coutinho and Bundy actually play behind the striker as two tens? Because Steven Gerrard has came into this club as wanting to play two tens. We've not seen Coutinho and Buendia, and Buendia together for quite a while, and we certainly haven't the big sample set with regards to that, considering he's decided to play Bailey uh, for the last two games to start him in, in that in that pseudo. He, he seems to want to give Bailey a run, doesn't he? Because he was very, you'd have thought he would have been one of the ones that was dragged against Leicester, but he didn't. He made sure he, he gave him 90 minutes. He does seem to want to get Bailey in the team at the moment, which again, I'm not, I'm not particularly against, in all honesty, because I want to see what he's capable of, and he's only going to get his fitness up. By playing, he did. He kind of you do get the feel that he wants to play Bailey at the moment. Yeah, and look, it's it's potentially because of the outlay that we put on him and the fact that maybe there is a question mark over him. I mean, we spent a fair amount on there as well, didn't we? We could do with but, both but of them being on the pitch from a money point of view. This is it. Maybe, maybe it's a case of, well, we're not going to send Buendia because we know what he can do in the league and we know that, that look, look, I've got a plan for him potentially going on to the future. And I know that's contradictory what I said. Maybe we want to see Coutinho, if, if Coutinho and Buendia can play together. But I think maybe it might be more pressing to say we could get a, a, a quicker turnaround if we were to see what we have in Bailey. If we put Bailey in the transfer market, if there is such a thing, or if, if it's a case where he wants out, Someone on the continent will snap him up based on what he did at Leverkusen and what he did in, in the Belgian league. And, um, you know, we might get a sale quicker there, but we need to figure out what we have in him first before we make a decision on whether to get rid of him. I I, I can imagine Buendia is absolutely 100% safe because they know what they, what he can do in the Premier League, but we don't know what Bailey can do in the Premier League. And, and he's mentioned a couple of things about 
assessment of the squad. We haven't assessed where we are with this player yet. He actually mentioned it with regards to Louise uh, when he was asked about Lu- uh, uh, Douglas Louise's new contract, I think it was two or three weeks ago. And that's what makes me think that, you know, when we're seeing a small bit of experimentation with regards to Bailey in there, he just needs to see if he can if he can hack it in the league. I personally think we should hold on to him regardless Fine. for one more season. And I think maybe it would be a sense on Bertrand Traore. Uh, it would be maybe the pieces that you might move in that instance. You might move two as opposed to moving one. And uh, maybe elevate the likes of Tim and get if Carney signs his new contract, I think that really does uh, still solidify that that midfield room because we are going to be bringing people in there regardless of whether Sanson uh, stays or goes, and and that's what makes me think he will go. But I think we hold on to Bailey because I think Bailey is the more um, I think I think there's he's a lesser known entity for what he can do within this team. Um, and much now as I love Bertrand Traore, I think the writing's on the wall, given the, the comments that were attributed to Stephen Gerrard. I don't know if they were true because you can't trust anything on the internet because there's fellas dying and coming back to life uh, today on the internet. For the second so time, I think he's done that anything. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's only two, two or three weeks late for Easter. He's like a cat, um, like a cat. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, I do wish him well. I hope he does get better. You know, we're not making light of his no. fight here or anything. I mean, like he that, made pretty light of it, to be fair, on Twitter earlier. <laughs> It did indeed. But I, I think what we're getting at here is the fact that the, the comments towards Bertrand Troy were uh, attributed to Stephen Gerrard, whereby he he more or less said it's unbelievably frustrating how injury prone he is and that we haven't seen anything from him this year. And he was like a, a lightning rod last year with the goals he scored and the unpredictability. But it sounded like there was a massive amount of frustration in Gerrard's voice with regards to that. And there was maybe patience wearing thin. But look, I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth because I didn't hear him say those words. Um, I can only say what was attributed to him and uh, that would make me believe that maybe Bertrand Troy might be on the chopping block over Leon Bailey well, la- or maybe both of them well, last week when he when his press conference and he said Troy was injured sometimes I forget that he exists this season because we just haven't seen him at all he hasn't been fit for the whole season so when he said he was injured I was like I've forgotten he was fit I've forgotten he was a player yeah. that, had been, that had been about available for the last few weeks because he just can't get any any run at all of fitness this season it's really really strange and really really frustrating I won't spoil it because we're planning on doing a squad review show next week where we go through each member of the squad and what we think Steven Gerrard would do. So I'm not going to spoil it, but I would say a lot of those attacking players as well. It depends on Coutinho. Depends what happens with him. I think maybe a month ago, everything I was hearing, all the noises were, this is good, this is going to happen. Now I'm starting to hear a little bit of the opposite, so I'm starting to get a little bit concerned that the Coutinho deal won't happen. But anyway, this show is not the place for speculation, so we'll get back to the matter in hand. Someone who did impress last week was Tim Arogbenham. Still not 100% on pronouncing his name right, but he came on for a 21-minute cameo last week at Leicester. He only had seven touches of the ball. But I'll tell you what, he did make an impact. I watched that game. His pressing was good, but he's putting himself in the right position was good. He was forcing Leicester back. He made a lovely little intricate pass with the outside of his, his right boot to get Villa on the attack. Got some size about him as well, which is something we've complained about in Villa's midfield previously. I'd like to see him get a chance towards the end of the season. And to be honest, no mm. disrespect to Norwich, he says as he's about to disrespect them. But if you're not giving him a chance against Norwich, who are you going to give him a chance against? Yeah, and you're you're you're... You're correct. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you start him. Obviously, I'd prefer to see Norris Canvas start it. Everyone's raving about him. Literally, everyone at the club at the moment. Every, again, everything coming out of the club at the moment is how impressed everyone is with him, including the CEO. You know, why, mm. why not play him? He, he did well in those twenty minutes. I'd, I'd give him a game I, in Villa Park. I, I can, I can understand why they wouldn't start. And the reason I, I, I can understand is because they need a win. 
And not saying that starting him means that we don't get a win. We he could go and he could score two goals. Who knows? But we can't and, win. And, you we know, good player, so you know, one coming in, one, <laughs> one coming in the midfield. I don't say that it makes a huge amount of difference to the, the chances of winning. I just think it would be would be good to see him because we need a defensive midfielder. He is a defensive midfielder. Let him put himself in the in the window for next season for us. And that's why that's why I think Nakamba starts, and I think that they're think? playing Nakamba. Uh, yeah, I do. I think they're playing Nakamba, and I think Nakamba will continue his his uh, progression to fitness, and they'll take off. Uh, they'll take him off and bring on Tim. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see McGinn get rested in this game. I, would, but... I wouldn't be surprised to see Nakamba, Douglas Luiz, and uh, play Douglas Luiz a bit further. And the reason I t- say that is because for the two games, last two games when Nakamba was fit, I think it was last two games when Nakamba was fit. They played him at the bottom of the of the midfield and they played Douglas Louise in the eight, that eight position. And once again, we've a known entity in what John McGinn is. He I don't think he's going anywhere in the summer, but I think Douglas Louise might be going somewhere in the summer. Or like there's a potential. Roma are sniffing around him. And I think Stephen Gerrard, based once again, I can only go on what he said when you're looking at evaluating players, maybe evaluate him in, in the position where most people think he's going to be best suited in an eight position. And, and I don't think there's anything really to be lost by that. You can always bring on McGinn into that eight position. You can always bring on um, young Tim into that uh, to that sixth position. And it just means that you can, you know, you can swap and change players if needs be while still experimenting. But yeah, I, I, I agree with your premise that there, I think whatever way they do it, I would like to see a more defensive midfielder in there, if you know what I mean. He just looks um, redder. And if, I, I just thought I was watching him and just oh, thought, he does, you look yeah. redder. Oh, nothing against him. Nothing against him. I just think, I think that, uh, you know, managers tend to go with known entities when they need a win. And I know that they've gone to known entities in the last five games and we haven't got one. But uh, Marvellous Nakamba is what, what I would say would be the change would be there because that's a known entity in a time when we were actually winning at the start of the season when he, when he played our first game. Yeah. I watched the game last week and I came away straight after the game thinking, that was a bit turgid. wasn't wasn't much to like about that, really. I then watched match of the day and thought about the game a bit more in the coming days. And actually, I don't think it was that bad. And I actually think there were some positives there from it. I, th- I thought Watkins was very good. Sometimes the ball bounces off him still. That still seems to be a problem this season. And a lot of the times he was quite isolated. But I thought he ran the channels well. A lot of pressing. If you look at the stats after the game, the amount of presses he made was was incredible. I think it was his highest ever in a Villa shirt. And, you know, he was a player last season that was pressing superbly. So I think you come away from that and think it was a positive. He was a bit isolated at times and he had to get shots away, perhaps from angles he wouldn't usually shoot from. But I thought he carried a threat and I thought he helped pin Leicester back at times and he helped us on the break. The other thing was we looked a bit more robust. We did look a bit more solid. And that, that had needed to come because we looked a bit all over the place defensively in recent games. With all that in mind, though, it has to be a kind of different game plan against Norwich. It's no good sitting back and being good defensively because we are going to have to come out and play because the fans won't accept anything else. And that's where, when you mentioned the Watford game earlier on in the season, that's where lessons have to be learned. Um, I still believe that that Watford game, while we couldn't score when we had certain players on the field and we went very, very attacking, I think that was naivety of management. And it's okay. It's okay to... to, to yeah, I think you can say that was a mistake, yeah. Yeah, in, in some areas, in some games, you can turn around and say, well, this is a player's thing. I, 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 I believe that the Spurs loss was a player's issue. I believe that the Watford loss was potentially a, um, a management issue. And I think the, the, the um, lessons to be learned from that are, you know, while you, we, we have enough players that can score, that should be able to score up there based on Coutinho, based on Watkins, based on um, if Wendy starts in there, or even Bailey. They're all international players. They should be able to score goals for you up front. 
um, against the likes of Grant Hanley, against the likes of Ben Gibson, against the likes of um, the the Greek guy they have at left back, his name I can't pronounce. Yeah, and 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 Max Ahrens, who's not had a great season after being lauded as maybe a thirteen million pound signing by Bayern Munich. You know, um, I think we should be able to score there without completely and utterly overloading an attack. So. I think we need to go out and we need to own the ball, completely and utterly eat the ball, make sure we are just like wearing down Norwich tomorrow and not give them an opportunity to counterattack. Just just in case um, you, you know, the game isn't tomorrow now? Just, just, tomorrow just in case is, you're planning on rocking well, up at Villa Park? I am. I no. am actually going to be going to be going over tomorrow. Uh, so okay. tomorrow. You're a die early, but that's fine. <laughs> Savory. Enjoy the but atmosphere. I, uh, I play my own game, um, but on, on Saturday, if we do, like, I think we need to own the ball. And I think we need to, like Jared came in, one of the first things he said was get resolute in defence. I thought we were resolute, very resolute we in defence against Leicester. We did that and it's gone. We, we did that when he first came and then it went. Now he possibly is back again, who knows? But yeah, it's weird. And it, and it went, and it went, the, literally the analysis I did, I did in the podcast previously, the, the, it went Almost immediately when the camera went out of the team. Yeah, that's fair. Almost immediately. You, you, can, you can see it statistically. It, it, it just literally drained away. And our positional sense was much further up the field. So we went into much more of an attack mode. But we weren't bossing possession. And that's another thing that Stephen Jarrett said he wanted to do. So against Leicester, we were much better. Douglas Luiz stayed back an awful lot more. Stayed more in between, more central in between the two centre-halves. Um, based on any of the data that is out there. But now I think what we need to do is keep that shape without being drawn into... Um, trying to overload an attack and, and to own that possession because we should be able to work things around there with Coutinho, with Watkins, with whoever else plays up there. We should have enough to do that. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give him a shout out because I think he was man of the match and we mentioned it. I might have mentioned it previously with you guys, but uh, somebody who I've had question marks about is Ashley Young and he was man yeah, he of the was. match the last day. He was our best and What player. I like about Ashley Young is Ashley Young was delivering a ball from further back, so he wasn't getting caught up in the byline like Dino was. And I think in a couple of games, he's come on his left back, he's done that, and it looked like he knows, right, I'm going to be in here for seven games, and I'm going to need to look after my body, and I'm, I can't be going to the byline. I have to deliver the ball, almost Ahmed al Mohammedi style, from a bit further back, so a deeper cross. So from my own um, little kind of footballing fetishes for deep crosses like that, crosses from deep positions, um, I was much more happy to see that happen. He was good defensively as well, Ashley Young, you're right, he, he was our best player in that game on Saturday, I was, I was impressed with yeah. him, I think it's probably his best game since he's come back to the club, so that was good to see, hopefully he continues that at the weekend. Before we go, let's have a brief look at the league table then, just to see where we lie, the producer's woken up from his slumber as I've, as I've asked for that, here it is. So yeah, Norwich in big trouble if they lose, they'll be relegated to the Championship again, potentially swapping places with Fulham, as they always do, as they cannot exist in the Premier League at the same time. If we win, I think any murmurings of relegation can be taken away. No one's really talking about Palace getting sucked into it, you know, and they're only a point ahead of us. But yeah, going to need three points anyway because I haven't won for a while. So hopefully Saturday will be the place where they get that. Thanks ever so much for watching. Thanks to Neil for joining me as well. And thanks to Luke Roper for continuing to sponsor the channel. That code TVV20 will get you 20% off absolutely everything, including sale 
items. As I mentioned earlier, we are going to do a squad review next week of what we think Steven Gerrard will do in the summer. So we'll go through every member of the Aston Villa first team and work out where we think they lie under Steven Gerrard. Do go back and check out the golf video that was released in association with the British Masters earlier in the week. Me having a hack at golf balls, trying to learn how to play golf. Didn't do too badly, but if you want to go and check that out, that's available on the channel now as well. We'll be back with a post-match point sometime after the Norwich game, so join us for that. Have a great weekend. If you go in on Saturday, enjoy it and up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.